It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 15 of this new program here on KSL News Radio. Grateful to you for listening. Uh, if you have a, a moment, please let your friends know about this show. Let your parents know, your children know. Uh, we hope to jam pack it full of stuff that's uh, interesting and useful uh, to everyone out there here in the state of Utah. Live Mike, that's the name. This is episode 15. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, here's our next story. So we have for a long time here in the state of Utah been keeping a close eye on this issue of medical uh, cannabis. In December of 2018, Utah lawmakers passed the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, and that uh, allowed for uh, a a number of things. Uh, One of those things was a direction given to the Utah Department of Health uh, whereby they must uh, issue medical cannabis cards to patients and register medical providers who wish to uh, open up these types of stores. All of that uh, has a deadline of March 1st, 2020. Well, on Friday of last week, the Department of Health here in the state of Utah announced uh, that the first uh, batch of licenses had been handed out to a number of establishments who wanted to get into the business of medical cannabis. And on the line now, uh, we have uh, Richard Oborn, who is the director of the Center of Medical Cannabis here at the state Utah or at the Utah Department of Health. And I'm grateful to you, uh, sir, for joining us. Richard, how are you? Doing well. Thank you. Tell me what you what you you announced on Friday. Uh, What we announced is uh we announced that uh, there will be 14 locations of medical cannabis pharmacies throughout the state of Utah, and uh, those licenses to run a medical cannabis pharmacy in those locations will be held by 10 different companies. There will be some companies that will have two licenses, and some will just have one. So there's 14 locations and 10 companies that hold those licenses. At this point, uh, what we have is an intent to award a license uh, because there are certain things that the 10 companies need to be able to do before we actually formally license them. Um, And some of those things include um, passing background checks. Their owners and employees need to pass background checks. Also, we need to approve their operating plans, and they need to also work out the details of uh, the permits for their specific locations. So they'll be working closely with municipalities to confirm those approvals and um, to get things set up at their medical cannabis uh, pharmacy locations throughout Utah. Let's take one step backwards. Uh, We have, as I mentioned earlier, have been paying close attention to this issue for a long time, but now we are at the rubber meets the road uh, stage of the game, uh, and maybe it's a a good refresher for folks. Tell us exactly what these facilities offer. What what, what type of business will take place uh, in these facilities seeking license now? Yeah, so the... 14 medical cannabis pharmacies, what they'll be able to do is they'll be able to sell medical cannabis in the dosage forms that are allowed under the Utah Medical Cannabis Act. And those dosage forms include uh, sublingual uh, substances like a a tincture type um, of a product, also pills. What's a a tincture? Tincture tincture is like a, a bottle that holds like a liquid substance like um, that, that you'd be able to, people take medication in that manner, 
already, and so it would just be a, a form of medical cannabis I that see. an individual could could take. It's a liquid that they would put under their their tongue. I understand. Um, also, like a concentrated oil, a capsule, a pill, a flower that's unprocessed of a medical cannabis, um, but under the current law, it would have to be sold and purchased in, in a blister pack. Um, also, uh, lotions and, and those type of products, those are what are allowed under the Utah Medical Cannabis Act today. Are folks able to, to buy marijuana and smoke it? They're able to purchase it legally from one of the medical cannabis pharmacies, but it is not uh, legal to smoke it. They'll be able to use a vaporizer, um, and they're able to inhale it using a, a, a vaporizer or a, a vaping uh, device, uh, what we call a medical cannabis device that's uh, sold at one of the medical cannabis pharmacies throughout Utah. Understood. Now, help me understand, what's the relationship between now this practice here in the state of Utah and federal law? Are we all in compliance? Are we all playing nice? Well, as, as everyone knows, each one of the states um, that, are, uh, that already have medical cannabis programs across the United States, they are in violation of federal law because federal law currently schedules uh, marijuana is a Schedule One substance, and as a Schedule One substance, it is not legal um, across the United States. And uh, one of the differences between CBD and uh, what's in, in medical cannabis marijuana uh, would be the, the level of the THC component. So if it has a, a composition of more than 0.3% THC, that means that it's illegal federally and so what 33 states have done, including Utah, is they have, have noticed that the federal government has chosen not to enforce certain laws related to uh, marijuana. And because of that, um, one by one, these states have pro passed propositions or taken legislative action that have allowed medical cannabis uh, or recreational uh, marijuana in some states. Right. And so right now what we have is... Uh, 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 under state law, it is legal under certain conditions that are specified under the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, right. but marijuana continues to be illegal under federal law. Understood. Uh, let's say I am someone who would like to engage in this sort of business. Uh, the first step is to make myself a, a little business plan, and then as I go uh, about seeking a license from, from your office, what do I do? What's my first step? Well, what's, what's already happened is that uh, individuals have applied for medical cannabis pharmacy licenses. And so they've already, um, we've licensed the pharmacies, but if you're a patient and you want to be able to receive a medical cannabis card, um, those individuals, they'll be able to submit uh, applications uh, beginning in March. And before they would want to submit an application, they would need to meet up with a provider that's been registered by the Utah Department of Health as a qualified medical provider. And in order to become a qualified medical provider by the Utah Department of Health, an individual needs to be licensed as either an MD, a DO, a APRN, or a physician assistant first, and then they need to complete at least four hours of training in treatment of medical cannabis from an approved uh, education provider. And a, a list of those providers in March will be listed on our website. Um, 
and there's on our current website there is one provider that's um, able to provide uh, the education that's been approved to any of the medical providers that are interested in getting a head start and completing that education now. Um, but so that first step for the patient is to connect with one of those providers in March and make sure that that provider's been registered by the department and they get that provider to then uh, recommend medical cannabis to them online in their application. And then the uh, patient or their parent, if, if the patient is a minor, their parent would be doing this for them. Um, they would then uh, pay for their application fee. The application fee will be $15 when it rolls out in March. Uh-huh. And then they'll be issued that um, card online once it's approved. And then they'll be able to take uh, that electronically issued card on their cell phone or that they could print it out on their own. They won't be mailed anything. They'll be printing it out or they'll just have it on their cell phone as a digital uh, copy of, of what uh, of the card that they've been issued by the state. Right. And they'll take that to one of the 14 medical cannabis pharmacies and purchase product. Well, sir, uh, Richard O'Born has been our guest, director of the Center for Medical Cannabis at the Utah Department of Health. I'm grateful to you for joining us, grateful to you for getting us up to speed, and grateful for you, uh, grateful to you, rather, for, for handling this part of uh, the law. You put together this program as directed by a piece of legislation, made it through the legislature, governor signed it, and uh, we here in the state of Utah are a medical cannabis state now. Uh, thank you, sir. Richard O'Burn, our guest here on KSL News Radio. Next up. We will be speaking to the Vice President of Corporate Affairs for Columbia Care. That's an outfit down in Springville, Utah. And they have sought to, to acquire one of these such licenses. And uh, about March time, it's estimated that they will open up their doors and start uh, doing business of medical cannabis, selling those types of products. We'll, we'll learn what the business model's like. We'll hear what they expect. All of it next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.